We are very excited to welcome you to another episode of Live to Give More. We will discuss ways to have impact in our communities and around the world. We will introduce our audience to inspiring ideas and people who are making significant changes. Together, we will navigate how we can all better serve others and spread kindness. We decided to create this podcast in order to do our part and give our listeners ways to take action and to be the change. Hi, my name is Anna G. Ehrlich, and I'm a wife, a mom, marketing and events professional who serves the nonprofit world in many capacities. I am better when I am able to improve our world. And hi, my name is Elise Shek-Bonwit, and I am a wife, mom, attorney, author, and business owner who has been fortunate to serve in leadership roles and volunteer opportunities through several nonprofit organizations. My motto is, give more than you take. We are friends who have a variety of experiences, skills, and opinions that will make you think, cry, and smile, but most importantly, expose you to special ways to give back. We will inform you about what is going on in the world and what you need to know about how to make a difference. So let's get started. So for over 30 years, Children's Literacy Initiative, better known as CLI, has demonstrated expertise in translating best-in-class literacy and pedagogy research into effective teacher practice in pre-K through fifth grade classrooms. CLI helps educators serving high-need student populations learn high-impact instructional strategies and nurture dynamic professional learning communities that continue the trajectory of improvement in schools. Presently, CLI is developing an enriched early literacy instructional model informed by the latest research at the intersections of literacy, social-emotional learning, racial equity, and culturally sustaining instruction for children. That's incredible. Today, we are so excited to interview our guest, Michelle LeCourcier-Ferrer, Regional Executive Director for Children's Literacy Initiative, which currently supports amazing leaders, coaches, teachers, and children in both Broward County, Florida, and Massachusetts. In her 20 plus years as an educator, she has served as a teacher, reading specialist, student services advocate, and school leader. As an aspiring anti-racist, she has built her passion for social justice, literacy, curriculum, teaching, and learning throughout each experience. It's her true life's work to build meaningful relationships with all stakeholders to ensure that teachers' and children's identities are affirmed and that their success is always the top priority. So impressive. Anyway, welcome, Michelle. It's so interesting what you're doing, and I can't wait to learn more about it. Thank you for being with us today to talk about CLI and how we become more aware and take action I really am so excited to learn more about everything you're doing. So what inspired you to work for CLI? Well, I have been in education for a really, really long time, and but all in a single school, right, where had great impact on the children and family and teachers there. But I um, had a desire to have a greater impact. And so I started really reflecting on what I loved and enjoyed about my work as a school leader, which was supporting the professional development of teachers 
and helping them ensure that they were providing children with the best possible instruction. And so I started digging in to availabilities and organizations and things that had a much broader reach and stumbled upon Children's Literacy Initiative. And when I read their work and read the research as well as their mission, I felt like I was home. My own mission and philosophy matched identically. How long did it take you to find them? (laughs) It actually um, only took about six months to find them. So it was it was definitely stars aligned, and I'm so grateful that I I am there. And I've been here at Children's Literacy Initiative for six years now. Incredible, incredible. So tell us a little bit about the mission statement, your personal mission, and how many people, more or less, are currently being served through your programs and projects. Absolutely. So the Children's Literacy Initiative, our mission is to... We seek to dismantle structural racism by providing Black and Latinx children with the anti-racist early literacy instruction, support, and advocacy needed to create equity in education. In the 2019-20 school year, CLI served 75,000 children. Wow. Yeah. Wow, what a number. Yes, and 90% of whom are Black and Latinx and 3,500 educators and leaders. Wow, that's very impressive. So can you tell us a little bit about, like, how exactly does your organization have this impact? Like, what are the things they're doing to to address empowering the youth and kind of helping with literacy and all the things that you want to accomplish? How exactly does it do that? Absolutely. So, We know that research tells us that current approaches to literacy instruction are failing our Black and Latinx children through no fault of their own. Children face disproportionately lower literacy outcomes than their white peers. And the statistics say that 80% of Black and Latinx children are unable to reach reading proficiency by the end of third grade. And so we know that with all children, Black and Latinx children deserve instruction in reading, writing, and all of the content areas that really connects to and sustains their cultural, racial, and linguistic identities. And so what we do is we support teachers and leaders in providing professional development and coaching. And so what that looks like is we work with school leaders and district leaders to really embed ourselves into the school community and provide them with the support that they need in order to ensure that their children are successful. So does this carry on through like after school programs as well? Are parents brought into the process? Because, you know, it it does... We always say education also begins also begins in the home. So do you involve the parents? Are there activities where the parents can join if they want to make sure that their children are excelling? It's not just in the school, obviously. Right. Absolutely. So caregivers are an important part of the process, right? And so most of our services are delivered within the school day and directly supporting the teacher, right? We're helping them plan lessons, 
find resources. Also, as part of our projects, we often embed caregiver engagement nights. And what those are is we work together in cooperation with the school to achieve desired outcomes, to bring parents into schools, to foster that collaborative partnership between school and home. We offer parent university where we provide some assistance to parents on how they can help their children at home, how to sit and read and ask questions that help develop their intellect. And all families who attend the caregiver engagement night walk away with a book to add to their home library. So it's a really important piece of our work. Let let me ask you a follow-up question to that. Do you have in cases where parents also lack proficiency in reading Are there programs that have branched out from there where they can help, you know, as immigrant parents or parents, unfortunately, who couldn't further their education either? Are there things that you take or or references that you can give them in order for them to get further education? Has that? So we have not necessarily encountered that explicitly or have developed an offshoot program to help that, we leverage the partnerships that we create with schools and the resources that they have. And so often we translate our materials so that parents can have access in their home language and have what they need in order to translate it into their home. Now, can you tell us a little bit about your team of leaders? And I'd love to know your leadership style And how do you continue to inspire others to do what they're doing? Sure, absolutely. We in Florida, which is the market that I support, we have a team of educators as well as coaches. And then at our home office, we have our executive suite, right? And so we work collaboratively to develop projects, to develop content, and support our coaching team who does the work, right? And my leadership style is really about building relationships, right? Because relationships are at the heart of everything that we do. I agree with you. It is at the heart of everything and why things work. I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I really strive to create solid, strong, and authentic relationships with all stakeholders, including my team. And I'm always looking for opportunities to empower and leverage their own leadership. And so even with our coaches, we consider them literacy leaders. They sit at the table with the school leadership and collaborate around what's needed and action steps to take and how we're implementing the work. I love that word, literacy leaders. Mm-hmm. There should be many of them. Absolutely. So can you give us some important rates and statistics that would be helpful to our audience? I know that you serviced 75,000 kids last year, but how, you know, how does that show the impact a little bit on, on a more precise scale so that people can really understand what that means? Absolutely. So our work in Broward County schools from 2016 to 2019 showed a significant impact on student achievement and teacher practice in grades K through three. And so um, schools that had CLI support 
had three times greater percentage point gains in proficiency in reading. And that six incredible. That's a huge number. Yeah, that's very remarkable. It is three times and six times faster acceleration out of the lowest tier, according to FSA. So moving students closer to proficiency at six times the rate. In addition, 98% of Broward teachers say they use the CLI strategies in their classroom and that 100% of them feel coaching has had a positive impact on their professional development. And they also, 97% of teachers also feel that CLI has been impactful in facilitating the student progress that they're witnessing in their children's literacy skills. Wow. Those are like impressive numbers, like amazing. So what are the biggest challenges and obstacles you face as a community leader? I would say right now it's navigating COVID, right? Our teachers, my next question, so I'm glad you got to it. Our teachers and children have endured so much during this time, going from virtual learning to a half and half model where some children were in person, some children were virtual, to now back in person as if COVID doesn't exist anymore, right? Because we're still having to do state assessments and still prove learning as if we were in a normal pre-COVID situation. And so their resiliency has been absolutely unmatched and unbelievable. The leaders, teachers, and children inspire me every single day because they are so flexible. Their ability to rise to the occasion despite these great obstacles is truly unbelievable. And they only want success for their children. Incredible. That's that's very good to hear because teachers truly are the ones that shape us and mold us and, and they stay with us. So it's it that's a beautiful thing. And imagine like how many kids they've gone through this whole COVID pandemic. Like yeah. teachers have a big play in that. They Maybe. do. They do. And their focus on really meeting the social emotional needs right now and ensuring that their children feel seen and heard is critical. Is so critical. Absolutely. So continuing on with inspiration. Tell us a little bit about what community leader or leaders inspire you the most and who do you admire and look for for inspiration the most? I would say I look for towards the teachers, leaders, and children, right? And so my work, thank goodness, allows me to be in schools on a weekly basis where I'm really getting to the heart of our work and staying connected to that. So to see teachers pulling children together and reading them rich texts and having these brilliant conversations still while masked, being able to simulate pre-COVID classrooms in the best way they can is just amazing. And their resiliency really shows. Incredible. Yeah, there's there's a lot to be inspired by right there. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. So what's next? Like, can you tell us about what projects you're working on? How do you ensure that your goal, your goals are bold enough? How do you keep innovation alive in your organization? Absolutely. So right now we have um, in Broward County, we have 
two projects working. We have a partnership with the school district of Broward County, where we are supporting nine elementary schools with a full-time literacy coach in each. In addition to professional development seminars, those caregiver engagement nights that I spoke about, and we are also supporting 28 pre-K centers. And so some of which are Broward County Public Schools where pre-K is, and then others are community-based pre-K and child care centers. And they, uh, the pre-K project is utilizing our comprehensive curriculum called Blueprint for Early Learning. And this right now is in a study to ensure that the Blueprint curriculum is able to provide greater impact and results for pre-K children to get them kindergarten ready. And as far as what's to come, my hope is to continue to expand our work in Broward County Public Schools. Like I said, right now, we support nine schools. I would love that to expand because we definitely know that there are more schools in need of this type of support. In addition to looking at how we can really build CLI-supported communities, right? We know that we can provide support infant through grade five. So how are we embedding ourselves into the community in order to do that, right? So for example, in one of our elementary schools, what early childhood centers are around that, right? How can we provide support for infant, toddler, and pre-K teachers, center leaders, through our work, as well as the elementary school, right? And so children and families would be receiving CLI support throughout their entire early education career. So that's just incredible. And there's so much more to come. That's going to be amazing. So tell me a little bit, is there a motto or a quote that gets you through the day that inspires you and moves you forward? Absolutely. My favorite quote is from Brene Brown. You can't get to courage without rumbling with vulnerability. That's That's a good one. And I'm a big fan of hers. Yes. I I love Brene. Vulnerability is so important to really get into the nitty gritty, right? And often it's very challenging for people because we have to expose ourselves. And, but yet that is what makes relationships truly authentic. And being vulnerable is showing how courageous you are, right? And so that is, I have it in behind me. I see it every single day. And that is definitely the quote that that keeps me going. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Love that. And love I, love, I love that quote. And I think everyone can learn from it. So thank you for sharing that. And being vulnerable about it. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what do you like to do in your personal time? Any interesting hobbies? We'd love to know more. Sure. I am an avid reader. I love to read. Um, I tend to read more informational texts than fiction. Reading right now, because I love, I'm also an avid reader. The Invisible Twin, I think it's called. That's actually a fiction book. But the other book that I am currently reading is The Warmth of Other Suns, which is about the Great Migration North. All right, I'm reading this all down. So, (laughs) absolutely. You're going to soon get invited to a new book club. 
Love it. I love book clubs. I actually run one with my team. And so each year we read a book together that we're passionate about that either influences our work or helps us grow as leaders. And I love it. Love book clubs. Okay. So give us a little bit of advice to your 21-year-old self. If you could go back in time and say, hmm, that would have been awesome to know, what would it be? I think if I would go back to my 21-year-old self, I would say, unlearn as much as possible. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. So our organization... Tell us what you mean by that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Our organization uh, for the past three years has really start deepened our diversity, equity, and inclusion journey, right? And we have undergone lots of equity training and deep dive into our personal identities, what that means for how we show up in the world, and what that means for the marginalized communities that we serve, right? And what I mean unlearn is as a white woman walking through the world, we learn things in very different ways than others may experience. And so on this journey of, like I said, as an aspiring anti-racist, to be able to learn from the experiences of other communities that don't look like me, I wish I could have started that a lot earlier, right? I feel um, the journey has been so powerful for me and my personal growth, as well as my leadership and organizational growth. So to start that when I was 21, would I can't even imagine where I would be now. So that would be my advice. Such a great lesson. I've never thought about it that way. But it's interesting, you're using the word unlearn, and this is coming from an educator. But it's such an interesting way to look at it. I mean, it's a great perspective. Really, it's a great perspective. So can you tell us in terms of CLI, what are some of the volunteer opportunities and possible action steps that we can all take to help you and to let our listeners what they can do to learn more about your organization? Absolutely. So the best way to learn more would be to go to CLI.org. Right now, the best way or best action steps to take would be to donate. Right now with COVID, reading opportunities and volunteer opportunities in school is a little more challenging. We're looking hopefully to open that up where we can provide opportunities for volunteers to read aloud to children. But until that time comes, we have a Raise the Glass for Reading event coming up in May, which will highlight the work in our different regions, but Broward County is our focus region for that event. And so we will highlight teachers and coaches and the work that we do through that event. We also will have guest, a guest of honor that will be joining us for that evening. And it's just a really special way to highlight the importance of the work that we do showcase all of the people who do it, and of course, raise some money for it to continue. Excellent. So you just shared with us your action steps about donating, getting involved, and that's what we wanted to do with this podcast. We started this to encourage all of you to join us in giving more. We want to live to give more, thus the name of this podcast. 
So thank you, Michelle, for giving us the action steps of getting involved, participating in Raise the Glass, donating, you know, money regardless of the event or not, and volunteering as well. So this has been really, truly an eye-opening conversation, super educational, and we look forward to many more. So just again, to reiterate, thank you so much for being here. We just want to let our listeners know, again, there's so many different things you can do. You have the Raise the Glass event that's coming up. You can donate funds. You can donate your time, hopefully eventually more and more as we come out of this pandemic. Become an advocate to support any of the programs offered by CLI. There are a variety of uh, opportunities. I loved your website. So all of this stuff, check out again, www.cli.org. Check it out today. Pick at least one thing that you feel like you can do this week and tell us about it on our Instagram account and follow us at live to the number two, give more. Michelle, this has been a super insightful and helpful conversation. We are so grateful that you joined us today and we loved learning about the Children's Literacy Initiative and it's been super, a most amazing, eye-opening conversation. So thank you, Michelle. It, it really is amazing. I've learned so much in this conversation Absolutely. Um, in just 30 minutes. So it, thank you. And continue to do what you're doing and inspiring others. And you're making an impact. So thank you. Thank you. 